Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! Cheers! Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy, and welcome to 51 First Dates. This is a dating podcast where we talk about, we talk about many things. Yeah, like my dog loudly squeaking her toy. I'm sorry if you can hear that, everyone. I don't know. I don't know if it's actually audible. Um, but uh, we are a podcast slash experiment. We are two hungover girls. <laughs> right <Woo-hoo. laughs> and we are this is our last episode we're recording oh no we'll probably record one more next week separately yeah i am so liza's based in new york where i used to be based and i'm in la now but we will be on the same coast for my summer internship if you're just joining us this is a whole you're, you're getting to know exactly where we are in so the world so much backstory if we have a dog where <laughs> we're at in terms of emotions after a night of drinking <laughs> too many too much fun yeah so we're close to being back in the same place we're doing a solo app which we haven't done in a while and we probably won't do for a while but we're doing a very special solo app that is like our fantasy app yes which- i think if you follow us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod, you may have noticed that I've been watching a certain show that is, you know, not always the most feminist, but always the most intriguing to me. I was watching The Bachelorette last week and having some feelings. And Liza. And I, like, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know that I have a very mixed, like, I have a, a long-term on-again, off-again relationship with The Bachelor franchise. I, like, will get obsessed with it for several seasons, and then I'll stop watching completely, and then I'll get sucked back in. And sometimes, like, for Colton's season, I watched, like, the last four episodes, and I was obsessed with it. Um, But I was not going to watch this season. I was like, no, I'm going to use this time to better my mind and my soul, fucking have some me time. And then uh, two of my favorite drag queens of all time, Alaska Thunderfuck and Alyssa Edwards, were like guests on The Bachelorette. And I was like, well, I have to watch them because they're like truly two of my fave queens of all time. And uh, then I watched the whole episode and now I am fucking hooked. Like I'm in it for the season. I mean, and we know we're not a Bachelor podcast or Bachelorette, which is also, Liza, I was going to say interesting that you're, I think The Bachelorette is just so much easier to watch in terms of 
I don't know, men competing for a woman just because society is so often about women competing for a man. And I think we've even talked about this before, but I've been thinking about that. I, I like this so much more. And I think it probably has to do with the people on the show, but it, I don't know. Just generally, Completely. I think that it's a lot easier to watch. Completely. There's some some stand-up comedian has a bit about this. Do you know who it is? Is it John Mulaney? Or, no, it's somebody has a bit about talking about why, yeah, exactly that, basically, that just watching these, like, you know, let's be honest, a, a lot of them are, like, kind of dumb dudes. <laughs> like, just, like, bro out, get, like, competitive with each other. Like, it's funny. Like, they're sn- they're unself-aware. They, the show purposefully casts people, a lot of people who are blissfully unself-aware. That's what reality TV does. Like, it's, I mean, obviously I have some, like, deep questions about the state of my soul because I enjoy it so much, but The Bachelorette is so fucking good. And the thing that I'm psyched about this year is that I think Hannah's interesting. Yeah. Like, I think she's kind of funny. I mean, look, like, it's a, it's kind of a, whatever. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Hannah? I think that, you know, she went into this with a lot of people doubting her and being very, oh, this this girl can't talk. I think that part of it is also the Southern accent. I think that I am included in that group that might hear a Southern accent like that, an Alabama accent, and really just think, ooh, okay, especially if she was struggling to put together words. But I actually think she's what people want to watch when it comes to reality TV because she's very real, including the moment from the second episode where she's just crying and it's like, why are you crying? Like, But it's not fake. So I don't know what yeah. happened prior to it. Or maybe she was just like fried and tired and wanted to, you know, cry in front of yeah. all these dudes. Maybe she was just really grateful. I don't know what it was. But I just appreciate that she's not always put together because I think what sucked – and I'm only like – this is probably – I watched the very end of Rachel's season. Like, I am fully not in the world. Sometimes I listen to podcasts about The Bachelor or Bachelorette, and I don't even watch the episodes. Because I don't know why I find the conversations so interesting. Because it's such a weird, oh, it's a show that I judged forever and finally got into and kind of thought was a great way to kind of explore some of the larger dating stereotypes, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah. You, no one cares. But I think that she's just – a real human versus Colton from last season who was a very put-together human. Like, I think he was until the end, but even then, I don't know. He was very, like, on, which is just really not fun to watch. I don't want to watch what you think you should be. I want to watch who you are. Completely. And I think that, unfortunately, I'm going to go into a whole feminist diatribe for a second. I think a lot of times the type of people this show casts, the type of people that that uh, go on this show are a little bit of, like, the people in the bubble. If you've seen that 30 Rock episode of, like, people who are so attractive that maybe they never had to, like, develop, I don't know, cope like coping mechanisms that we all have to develop in the world, like a sense of humor or – and I'm not saying everyone on this show is dumb or no one on the show is funny. That's obviously not true. But I think, like, my – one of my biggest problems with the franchise overall – is that usually by the end, I'm like, I can't watch these boring people talk about the state of their connection anymore. That, like, eventually it all becomes two people who, like, just being completely honest, I usually find uninteresting talking about, like, how they feel about each other at length. And sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's horrible, but I feel like with Hannah so far, it's been two episodes, I, like... 
feel like, A, she is kind of communicating better than a lot of people can. And, yeah, she's being herself. And also, like, she's just kind of funny, which is a huge deal for someone who you're going to watch, like, 30 hours trying to fall in love. Like, I'm just like, you make me laugh. Like, I like her stand-ups. I like when she's just like, oh, my God, he has a really good body. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And for our listeners who have not been watching The Bachelorette, have no interest in ever watching it, we can – I think what we want to do today is just, like, we're an aspirational Bachelorette podcast, and we know we, this is a one-time thing, but we want to talk about some of the things going on in the season, maybe in the the larger context of dating and – I don't know. There are some – there's, like, a toxic male already. There's just a lot – there's a lot there. And Hannah's doing things that, honestly, I wish I had done early in dating. Of course, I wasn't at a mansion with men. But, like, part of this experiment was about, like, keeping a lot of people in the running until I felt really certain about something. That sounds terrible. Okay, no. But just, <laughs> I, think, I think that's what all dating is. Yeah. I don't know. And, try, but, yeah, trying to understand better what what it means to, like, really like someone not just really like having someone around if that makes sense yeah yes and I think that like I mean obviously maybe I'm trying to fit you know how we love to fit themes into boxes (laughs) but Hannah went on like 30 first dates in the first two episodes so we're gonna be talking about first dates yeah and it's totally relevant so booyah that's (laughs) My thesis statement, you know, when you're in high school English and you, like, are trying to make a thesis statement fit that doesn't make any fucking sense, Mm -hmm. that's how I feel right now. I feel like I was good at that, just to give myself a pat on the back. So often I was just like, make it go into the thesis. I feel like that's how I was able to get good grades on papers. Oh, my God, Just forcing it entirely until, you know, college when I feel like teachers, like, cared a little more. But, yeah, just making it fit. That's what we do on this podcast. We make it fit. You could catch her in the rise about blah, 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 blah. Because, yeah, completely. Oh, yeah. Um, Love it. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Hannah's first dates. And then at the end, we'll probably read a worst first. And that's today's ep is Hannah's first dates. Hannah's first dates. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't have a guest dater, so we have Hannah. Hannah Hannah Brown. The Bachelorette from Alabama. Alabama Hannah. Which is also very interesting. I heard this week that someone tried to ask her about the abortion ban in Alabama and, like, the producers wouldn't let her respond in one of the talk shows or something. Wow. Yeah. So it's interesting. Interesting. I think that religion is definitely going to come up in this season, too, based on the promo because there was that moment of, like, I have had sex and Jesus loves me. She said something like that. Did you see that in one of the previews? Yeah. Yeah, she's like, I've I've had sex and Jesus still loves me, which is a wild sentence, but like very, you know, I feel Interesting. like there, there's a Bible crowd happening on this season and it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Fun. It's interesting because, uh, it, I mean, I think the show tries so hard to be so, have such broad appeal that it makes sense when they like avoid all that stuff. Yeah. But like. It's also very – it's weird and disconcerting to feel like there's important things. Just – I'm not even talking about the abortion man, but stuff like her religion that the show itself isn't touching on. I'm like, don't hide shit from us. Yeah. Like, it will come up, I guess. But I'm also like, I know you want everyone to like you. I know you want everyone to get on board with Hannah. I mean, I guess what – who am I to say because it's working because I'm completely invested already. More so than I have been in, like, any of the last five or six seasons I've watched. Like, this is the strongest start, I think – 
of any Bachelor season I've watched. Yeah, they're Bachelor, breaking Bachelor, the fourth season. wall a little bit too. Like, even there was a moment this week, we can, I don't know the best way to approach this because I, we know that you don't all watch this show, but there was a moment this week where one of the guys showed up unannounced on a group date that he wasn't invited to. And he was just like, I'm going to be Cam. Always be Cam. A, B, C. Oh my God. Always be Cam. I said it like four times today at work. And like <laughs> the person the the person I'm mostly working with does not watch the thing. And I was like, well, you know, always be Cam. And he was like, I don't understand. I was like, it's from The Bachelorette last night or whatever. In, uh, garbage. Garbage. Um, he, okay. He When he got like tapped on the back by some of the other guys, like it was so set up by producers, but I loved it. Ugh. They were all was so upset about their time with I almost said Becca with Hannah and I don't know. I just – here's the thing. I think we should all date like we're on the fucking Bachelorette or Bachelor if you're a man. Yeah. Or, you know, ideally if they could finally switch it up and be a little bit more diverse in terms of anything, race, sexuality, like sexual preference. Anything. Anything. This but is the bullshit part of their broad appeal thing. It's it, – There is – bullshit. It's so much bullshit. But it's also – just fascinating to think about like how would you date if you were treating yourself like hannah is treating herself now like i am the star of the show and she's not being yes. an asshole. everyone is here like for me to get to know like this is an opportunity this is a smorgasbord of men for me to find out what i'm looking for um okay i want to ask you a question i feel like for our for our listeners who don't watch the bachelor or the bachelorette and are like why should i listen to this episode here is a thought that I have. How do you – because I feel like I've been in the position to do this a lot of times, and I'm guessing you have too, or maybe, maybe not, because you've watched a little bit shorter, like, than, whatever. But how do you defend your Bachelor watching? What do you? Why do you think you enjoy The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, the franchise? Like, what keeps you coming back? What do you get out of it? Why is it enjoyable? Well, I, I love shouting out, like, well – I started listening to Juliet Lippman's podcast, Bachelor Party on the Ringer, and she's so smart, and it literally got me invested in reality TV. Like, I want to try all the shows they talk about on because I just like the way they talk about it. So I like to defend it by saying I enjoy the conversation around it. I, I think that I also watched Unreal before I ever watched a season of The Bachelor, and that got me intrigued. And that article that had come out prior, and just thinking about, you know, is – we were producing at the time, you and I, Eliza. So, mm-hmm. kind of thinking, whoa, as fucked up as it could be, those are as it could be. Those are genius producers, like they really are. And it's not, you know, the shots are not beautiful. Like it just it, it leans into the cheesiness so much that I didn't give it credit for so long. But then once I really started thinking about it, it is unbelievable producing because it sucks you in in some way. It's just tapping into some need. I don't. I don't understand why. But that's the thing is like what do you think – if you had to guess, what is that need? Like what do you think that is about for you? So I think the moments that I've liked it most are when they like deviate. So even with the Colton season when he was just – it was a little long but nonstop sobbing and this girl like doesn't like you back, man. I like when it's relatable. I like when I feel like everyone most of them are crying and they might just be tired or like coming off of the whatever caffeine ad or all they did to stay awake all night for the shoot but even the early people who get let go are often crying in the limo and thinking you know when is it going to happen for me and for so long I felt like when is it going to happen for me and what's wrong with me 
even though I could be logical about it, there, there is something really human and universal in that thought. Because even if you've crushed it and had a boyfriend since third grade, and then since, like maybe maybe you switched it up since third grade, but I think even if you've crushed it in the relationship department, there's always the fear of being unloved in all of us in some way, shape, or form. I totally. Think. Or rejected even by your current person. Like mm-hmm. I struggle with that even in like a very – secure relationship where I'm like he's just gonna decide one day he doesn't love me you know like fear of rejection is fucking universal shit I love joking about it I go well when you break up with me like I just it's really problematic but it makes me feel better if I say it (laughs) maybe it won't happen I do the same shit but I say when I break up with you (laughs) (laughs) but it's only it's literally it's so annoying I mean it is like a joke but it's because I want him to be like we're not breaking up. Yeah. Calm yeah. your shit. You know, it's like, he's like, now he just goes, really? Like, he's like, really? We're going to fucking do this. But, like, um, interesting. So it's the, like, vulnerability, the, like, the the knowledge. Like, even on TV in these really weird produced circumstances, there is some level of, like, real human emotion around love and rejection. Is that a summary or no? That's definitely a summary of what I said. But I don't know if I said, why the why do I watch it? Let me just try to really not think about it. I watch it because it's fucking easy to watch. I have been avoiding things that are really great quality. I've been loving The Real Housewives of New York, also something that I'm very new to. I've never watched Real Housewives, and I can't stop watching it. And I finally get it. And I also love that those are, like, older ladies on screen. Really appreciate that. And then Bachelor and Bachelorette, it's a tune-out thing. I honestly appreciate that it's weekly now. And I know. I know what it is for me. It's what I first said. It's the conversation around it. I can be like it's that's the only reason I liked Game of Thrones too. Not the only, but the major reason. I liked that like I was part of something bigger. Yeah, it does feel like something that we there's a nostalgia factor from when we were in like high school middle school and high school where like we all had appointment TV and you talked about it with your friends. You couldn't miss an episode because if you missed an episode, there was no way to not see it. Mm-hmm. Like and it, it does feel like now with TV watching being so different, like that kind of TV show thing that you text your friends about, whatever, like doesn't happen. And I feel like a lot of, uh, not to be so gender stereotyped, but a lot of men have that around sports. Mm -hmm. And we don't, like, I feel like this is painting with the broadest brush. I (laughs) love and enjoy a couple of sports, very few, mostly college (laughs) basketball. But like, (laughs) I mean, not a couple of sports. I love college basketball. That is my only sport. The only thing I give a shit about. But... But I feel the same way about college basketball or, like you said, Game of Thrones or the do- where I'm like, oh, I guess text people about this. I get to be like, oh, my God, this fucking guy is so annoying. Like, oh, my God, always be Cam. Like, I get to whatever. Um, but I think for me the biggest thing is, like, I've always been fascinated by – like, I, I mean, I, I also said this earlier, but, like, super attractive, like, people – and how they're different from the rest of the world. Because, like, they are. They, like, they really, really are. And, like, if you're super attractive, you can be a good person. You can be smart. You can be funny. You can be um, the most amazing person. But, like, your life is different. Especially super attractive people who are willing to go on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Completely. It's a certain type of human who's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go on this. I'm going to, like, air my shit for the world to see. And, like, it's just, to me, it's, like, it is, it, it's, 
the most strange characters, like just these people and they're there's they all have this kind of low level similarity to each other, I think, that probably drove them to be on a show like this. And they also like all are it's so they're the the humans who go on this show are so fascinating and the things they find to connect over are so fascinating to me. And also like to me, I'm I'm so interested in like when people want things to be true when people want relationships Mm. to be working even when they're not when people want like in life and like we all have friends who are in relationships where we're like jesus isn't working oh boy oh boy (laughs) just see the evidence of it everywhere you look yeah or you're just like guys this is garbage like you guys know it you know whatever but i that feeling i've been that person and i've been in that relationship so that feeling is also interesting. I mean, everything to me about this show is interesting, and I love the way it's made, and I love that it's self-aware about how dumb it is. My favorite yeah. thing is when the, the producers and the editors make jokes in the cuts, like kind of at the expense of the contestants. But sorry, like if you go on this show, you're signing up to be made fun of on TV. Like that's what it is. Yeah. But I would love to have a bachelor or bachelorette producer on this show. As a guest, we've they can't talk about so much. We, I mean, you, Katie's friend was one. Yeah, it just yeah they get so NDA'd. Yeah, yeah, it's tough because wow NDA if you don't know is a non disclosure agreement something we like Kimmy and I deal with on you know in like our work lives a lot. But yeah, you know what else I just realized I like about it too is the feeling and it's gonna guys I'm just gonna be my real self and I'm sorry and I'm a coastal elitist. I just like feeling superior sometimes. Like, I'm not on this show. Even if I'm so single and so alone, I'm not. Like, I oh my really God, would never go on it. And they wouldn't have me on it. They would be like, <laughs> you are not the look we are looking for. I mean, I think, A, I think they would. But B, no. I think that, like, that's what real- that's how reality TV was formed. It's formed out of, like, that feeling of schadenfreude. Like, oh, thank God I'm not. Like, that's why it works it's funny because i'm going to recommend a book to everybody there's this amazing comedian slash writer named jesse klein and she writes she's the voice of um the girl on big mouth like the, the girl i think jesse is her name on the show too mm-hmm. and she's like a producer she's worked on all these amazing shows she's a stand-up comedian she was the head writer of um inside amy schumer she's just like she's touched all the shit that i love like she was a supervising producer on transparent like she's just like She's so cool and so funny. But she wrote a book called – I think it's called You'll Grow Out of It. And mm-hmm. she has a whole chapter on The Bachelor franchise. And she's a very smart, like, New York kind of, like, uh, chick, like, a little bit. She's a very, like, pretty woman. But she's she's always struggled with, like, you know, like, appearance-related feelings and whatever. Um and she talks a lot about why. And it's – A, this whole book is so good and just, like, life-affirming. And so it's such a good read if you're, like, a woman. Um, and even if you're not. But uh, her, I think about her Bachelor chapter a lot. Because it is it's, – she's exa- it's exactly that. It's like I get to turn on my TV and no matter how disgusting, smelly, like, I'm eating a burger with one hand and, like, just, like, smoking a cigarette out the window with the other. And I'm like, ha-ha, you fucking idiot. <laughs> You know, like it really, no matter how bad things are, you can really feel good watching that show. Uh, But you know what? That brings me to maybe we can play a game where we talk about just moments that come to the top of our heads that we can explain concisely that I actually think you could like, if you were stretching like you would in a high school paper to make it fit dating, you could stretch to fit the thesis of things we talk about literally 
over and over again in dating. Yeah. So, like, for example, since I proposed this weird thing, the moment coming to mind when she kicks off, I forget if it was the first or second episode, Hannah the Bachelorette kicks off a guy after learning that he has a girlfriend. Because, like, her friends come in, which is fun, because you would really have your friends advising you. And, like, you'd really have social media in the real world to stalk the shit out of whoever you're going on dates with. But they have her friends, who are contestants from the prior season, come on and give her the heads up that one of these dudes has a girlfriend. And, I mean, honestly, fair. Like, he's like, it's you shouldn't. But, like, also, this is not a vehicle for most people to actually fall in love now. It's about getting famous. It's about, you know, you don't even think you'll get picked, whatever, whatever. But she took it really seriously and respect, and she should have. And she kicks him right off, and he has no excuse, and she just – She's got him out of there. And I feel like yeah. that's a good, like, I don't know. Again, with all the stereotypes coming in, she can't speak. She's making mumbles and she can't form a sentence. She's dumb. Any of that. She doesn't seem dumb at all to me now. I think she seems really smart. And totally. That moment was just like, yeah, she's taking care of herself too. She's not even just being Completely. like Southern Belle. She was just like, bye. No, and she was like, almost like overreacting. <laughs> not. Really, but she's taking it seriously and she let him know, which I think is a good lesson for if you're dating and you're taking it seriously, that person, I mean, if the person you're on a date with has another girlfriend, yeah, you can take, that's really shitty. But even if they're just not taking dating as seriously as you are, that's okay that they're not, but you should let them know right away that that's not what you're looking for. Because that's, I feel like 90% of the emails we get, 90% of my own relationship strife has been about, we weren't looking for the same thing. Whatever that is, whether it was like the level of commitment, like the kind of interest or style of like how do we hang out. I don't know. I just – Yeah. I feel like that's a lesson. When it's not what you're looking for, just say no. Yeah. And like communicate – I mean they do this – this is one thing about this show that I actually think is cool. Like I think this almost always happens is that the the people who you, – you are forced to communicate what you want – really clearly I think the producers force it out of you but also like a lot of the time these people only get to spend like you know in the first several weeks like 10 minute chunks of time talking to each other one-on-one so it's like you do have to be like are you feeling this how are you where are you at like they don't really have a choice also because the producers are like okay you go in and you ask this I'm assuming I have no idea but whatever but I feel like it is this thing like you get to see people communicating clearly their intentions like how they're feeling Mm -hmm. like they have to do it um which is something obviously we talk about all the time I feel like you were my producer for my my experience my 51 (laughs) dates I made it through 32 which is also interesting maybe that's egging you on like 30 contestants on the bachelor maybe it's like somewhere around there but no, you asked me questions. You made me think about things or like name why I did or did not like something. And again, I've like broken so many like habits about what I liked on paper, blah, blah, blah. Like I just, I don't know. I feel like you are my producer. That's so self-involved and I'm always like, I, mean, I didn't experiment my- and Liza supported me. But you like, we, you know, just because I was single, I was the one going on the dates and you like asked me all the questions that feel probably similar, but you probably did and. You had a nicer goal in mind than maybe the Bachelor producers do. But yeah, asking those questions to get the sound bites also allows these contestants or allows me to like think about it when you have to say something out loud. I mean, my dream is like I would love to be a producer on The Bachelor. I want them to hire me. (laughs) Or to be like 
Juliet Littman's underlay. Yeah. <laughs> she went to Northwestern. Call me. <laughs> um, I know. We've just like, if you haven't listened to that podcast, you must. It's really good. I don't listen to it regularly. I need to listen to, to it for these first couple episodes. Um, a moment that springs to mind for me like that is weirdly when uh, she – Okay, so do you remember there was that one guy, I'm not going to be able to remember his name, but he just was kind of quieter. They were on a group date together, and in their one-on-one time in the group date, he was like, I'm just a little different from these guys. Like, I'm not loud. I'm not going to, like, you know, be talking over someone to get sick, to get heard. Like, I'm just a little bit more laid back. I'm a little bit shyer. Like, I just have to be myself. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, really nice and respected. She was like, yeah. Like, she's like, all we can do is be ourselves. And, like, that's what I want. And I feel like I was, like, oh, this is such an embodiment of, like, they're both kind of – it was a really brief conversation. And then I think she actually gave him the group date rose, which I was surprised about because it wasn't, like, that developed of a storyline. Or I might be mixing shit up. the roller – Yeah, the rollerblade one. Dustin with the nose ring? Yes. Okay. I think so. I don't remember. God, God, see, I really have watched this show. So why are we when there's so many men? Like it's easy when it gets down to twelve. When there's thirty dudes and all their names are like Luke P, Luke G, Luke R, like Connor P. It's like they're all have the same. There's like so many guys the same name, whatever. But it was just a nice little moment in the episode where I was like, I feel like that's an embodiment of the thing we say all the time, which is just that like rejection obviously feels really horrible. But all it means is that, like, you two weren't right for each other. Because if it was right, it wouldn't have not worked out. Like, it, you know, like, the thing that is supposed to happen, like, it's not supposed to happen all the time. And all you can really do is bring yourself, like, your genuine self and hope that you meet someone whose genuine self, like, meshes with yours. And it was just, like, like, I feel like it was just a mature moment between both of them. When he was just, like, you know, I'm not a big, loud personality. Like, I'm not going to be... You know, doing that, and she was like, "That's fine. That's great." She's like, "It just was such such a like emotionally mature moment." Yeah, communicating in your words what you're feeling and what like where you're at, what page you're on. It sounds so simple, but like I, I get it. I don't ever want us to sound patronizing. Like, just do this because when I was in it with dating, it took me forever to stop taking things personally. It took oh my me, god! Like. Like, I don't think I still I do. Yeah, same. That's true. I take everything personally and I have a stink about everything. But you know what? I think that on the other hand, I have another moment. So I talked about this in my little Instagram story. But I think the other, the flip side of that is like being yourself and communicating transparently and honestly, but not like saying what you think the other person wants to hear because Luke P, Luke P, does that sound right? It sounds right to the- me. The one who took his shirt off? The one who took his shirt off. Yeah. Who she that she is. like – that they're like fucking making out. Which is also fun. But like even yeah. though he's an asshole, I'm just like, yeah, girl, her nose was red from making out with him, which happens to me when I make out with anyone. Yeah. Well, with one person now. But he, yeah, he is a giant asshole. All – let me just paint the picture for you if you don't watch. He is like – his the equivalent of his asshole like Tinder bio was that in the like pre-video he recorded, he says that – he, has, he was having sex with too many women and then God came to him in the shower and then he changed his ways, right? Or told him that he forgave him. I forget, but it was – I don't remember this moment, but shit. – It's from the first episode. Ew. It is wild. Okay. It's like the pre, like, mm, he yes. is totally being yeah. set up to be a villain. He's not even the hottest one to me, to be honest. No, she's talking like about Mike. him like – Yeah. I like Jed. Jed? 
Yeah, he's too soft. I like Mike me. too. Oh, Mike I, is I don't know. Hot and Mike is a portfolio manager, and I don't know. I'm into it. And I like the yeah. the Tylers. They're hot. I feel like they're both hot. The one I, in the helicopter and the one yes, the one who's yeah, kind of he's dumb. got like a chiseled face. The helicopter dude. Like I was like, why? It, he looks like a cartoon character of a handsome man. Yes, and we'll go back to Luke P. But just have to say, and I am borrowing this from other bachelor podcasts or just articles because everyone's saying the same thing these guys looked so bad on their pictures on the website it is they all look like they are all so hot like on screen when they're moving around they're all it's a way hotter season it's very hot it's kind of wild i don't always feel like this where i'm like oh that guy's unbelievable that guy like like it's like yeah it's a little bit of a like, it's just, they're, like, distractingly hot. You know, they, they all did this amazing date where they had to show their talents in front of Miss J from, what? America's Next Top Model. America's Next, I was like Project Runway. Oh, my God. America's yeah. Next Top Model. It's been and a while the since. Queens. And, mm-hmm. you know, the one dude, Luke, this dude who thinks God came to him in the shower, he, his talent is saying, he thinks it's a talent to say, I think I'm starting to fall in love with you or something. It's it's like it's like so many I think I'm it on stage in front of people, which is like the largest red flag. I think even Demi Lovato was tweeting about it. Like it's just a giant no this guy is just saying what he thinks he should. And I had, you know, put this on my Instagram story as like red flag because we just talked about people saying I love you too soon. That happened one of our lovely group members posted about, you know, She's gone on 20-something dates and was having not a great go of it. Finally went out with this amazing guy. And on the second date, he said, love. Love you. Or something to the – and it was a lot. But I think people do. Someone I once dated actually wrote in and said to the story that he didn't mind. He didn't think it was weird to say, I think I'm starting to fall in love with you on a second date. And God love him, but he was very quick to be really into me. And it – it didn't last all that long. We were young. It's just interesting, you know. I, think- I mean, it's insane. It's not how people talk, which, yeah, is getting – we talked about this already, but also it's, like, that's obviously not a hot take. But, like, it's so weird, and it does feel manipulative. And it's very, like – I don't know. You immediately get the sense of, like, he probably wants to make sure he sticks around on this show and is, like, memorable, and so that he can, like, get more followers and get better, like, you know, yeah. ad deals on Instagram. But it's just, like, it feels so manipulative of her. And the thing that I don't know – actually, I'm curious about your opinion on this. Do you think she actually fell for it or do you think that was produced? Like, I don't she know. seems to be liking it. But I'm, like, is she not seeing through – how manipulative this is. I wonder if she is, but she just thinks he's hot and like they've been able to produce it in a way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm also sure you're, it's a really overwhelming experience. So you appreciate the attention. We all love attention, you know. Completely. She also just seems like she really wants to bone him and might be caught up in the lust thing, which is also a thing. But I think even in real life when this happens, it's a red flag for maybe not wanting Instagram followers down the line unless you're very influential on Instagram but it's the red flag for something else they have another goal in mind it's not usually about you I feel like yeah 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A listener wrote in. A couple of people did be like, oop, I've had that happen to me. But one um, follower wrote in. I know. I don't know how to say, but this was an Instagram message from one of our lovely gems. She wrote, I had an ex-boyfriend that did that. We started our relationship long distance, worked in the same profession, so that's how we met. His parents lived in the same city. I worked in so he came down to see me and them it was technically our first date we had been chatting every day on the phone for about a month and when we were saying goodbye for the night he mumbled I think I'm falling in love with you so verbatim not sure that I heard that correctly I didn't react right away and a few seconds later asked him to repeat it and then he blew it off needless to say that super early attachment and total mind fucking that I'm not lovable um your podcast is opening my mind to stop thinking that way thank you uh really freaked me out just thought I would share feel free to share on the pod so I think to like clarify the end there because I did a bad job reading it is being yeah it's early attachment it's about something else that's uh, again attachment styles but I I usually uh, I if you're not it's yes even if you're feeling it super early saying it that early if it doesn't feel like the other person is there it's kind of selfish and means you're not listening to them and yeah completely and it's funny because like I, I do think, and maybe this is a little bit, like, I don't know, like, n- n- pessimistic of me or something, but I do think it's a way to, like, assert some kind of control. Yeah. I don't know. Or it can be. I don't think it always is, but, like, I feel like it's, with him, it seems like he's trying to stake a claim, which feels really, like, icky. And like they tease that in the in the um, upcoming mm-hmm. episode, you know, tra- like a trailer or whatever promo, it, like that that he's gonna be pissed because she's kissing other guys. He's gonna be like feeling like he deserves more of her time because you know whatever. And I feel like that can happen like in real life too. Yeah, and it's a great early warning sign just to like check that person out more. Completely. I don't know. I've definitely seen my fair share. Not me, sorry. But I've had friends go through really controlling and abusive relationships. And weirdly, the moment – if something progresses really quickly, it's usually not a great sign. And Com- Fucking completely. And it doesn't even have to be, like, saying I love you. It can just be, like, I don't want to be away from you. Like, let's be – like, th- that thing of, like, I uh, inserting themselves into your life in such a, like – ubiquitous way like so quickly Mm -hmm. like I feel like that's a a way of um getting control yeah but I you know I just think everyone's horrible so I don't know I'm I'm worried of being so pessimistic well it's okay no I think we're we're, there's some lessons out there you know we avoid the fucking assholes if someone thinks they've seen Jesus in the shower you should not date them I don't care what you believe in Jesus is not coming in the shower Jesus is not coming to your fucking shower he's gross like always be cam is less gross than him to me because always be cam's grossness is like up front you know what I mean like always be cam we all know he's gross like it's fine but it's the guys who like pretend that they're the good guy they're the nice guy they love you it's like that's grosser yeah a hundred percent. Who do we think? One. Go ahead. Oh, no. I had a thought only because I want to hear your opinion on this. I'm excited. 
here's one concern I have about Hannah. And I think this is like two-pronged. I think that a lot of younger women do this. And I also think I have a couple of really, really close friends from the South. And it's something they've talked about to me and I've seen happen. Mm-hmm. That there's like it's it's a place that puts such a high value on politeness that um, sometimes like I can see Hannah really smiling through something that makes her uncomfortable. Yeah. Have you did you notice that at all, or did you pick up on that? Well, to speak about always be cam. He's the guy who interrupts the group date where he shouldn't be there, and she lets him. And it's a TV show, and I think a lot of that's produced. But she's smiling through it in a way that I was thinking, oh, she's going to smile through a lot of this. Like, yeah, she could tell that guy where she had evidence, like, he has a girlfriend to get the fuck out. But I do think she's being a lot more patient and polite and very very different, giving a lot more explanation and time and thought and care than, let's say, Colton did when he saw girls go out the window or like sent them home I yeah I think it's gendered and it does feel specifically southern and it does feel like a lot of the guys are saying she's the dream woman and I again know they're saying it for tv but it's also there's this weird thing where they're like I think some of them have like said that she's so kind like sweet I don't know some of those words that just like oh that's the dream woman I look at Hannah and I'm like I'm not like that I'm not that girly I'm not that you know care I'm not I'm not about having babies in the same way I don't want family I didn't dream of this I would have never been in a pageant like I don't know if that's like my boyfriend's dream person he thinks she's very pretty but I don't know sometimes I'm I I always had this fear that I would like not be lovable because I wasn't like one of those girls that the stereotypes tell you you should be like you know totally and that stereotypes tell men they should want that that women should be someone who women who should be people who are always nice always sweet polite um like have a lot of caretaking impulses it's just interesting i've been thinking a lot about you know people who are able to have a goal in mind go for it and but having the steps at least that you can count on trying and totally honestly it's so weird but like (laughs) i'm being so annoying with the themes but having a goal of the podcast not necessarily finding a relationship but just going on a date each week really helped me because I'm goal-oriented to motivate but also just see I don't know feel productive in an area of my life I felt like I wasn't being very productive in and stuck in some old habits which is yeah dating and relationships I was really bad at them and I think I still am but having yeah. a goal which is bringing it full circle and not even I mean maybe a tiny bit of shoehorning but I think that's part of why people love this show right is that like you're watching someone who's like I'm coming here to achieve a goal and the goal is to find love and usually it's produced and edited in a way where you're like it's satisfying mm-hmm. even though the couples break up fucking so much of the time even though we all know like sitting there watching every episode you're like most of this isn't real but like what they're doing is packaging the idea that like you can decide it's time to find love and find love which i think is actually like a big theme of our podcast of like if you set an intention and work hard we're not saying you're going to find your like soulmate forever but you can enjoy dating and um find probably someone who you like and can like at least date for you know um high high overlap and you know what else i'm feeling too is that 
it's a really good reminder both the show and I know most of the relationships break up but there have been some that have lasted or at least for a little while it's a really good reminder that it's not like the soulmate I'll never find the person there's one out there and I don't think most of our listeners think there's one person out there for them but just especially for me not being in serious relationships prior to my current relationship thinking it was this thing that I couldn't touch that I, I couldn't get my hands on that I just wasn't meant for couldn't find the right person for or like literally just like no one would love me in that way because of xyz about me it's really like if you just have like again the number the quantity you have 30 dudes you're gonna end up with someone there's very like few seasons where it's really like not at all like people seem to find some level of happiness out of a pretty totally. small pool given like the larger pool of your city yeah or, like when people are like oh dating too many choices on the apps well if you just set a certain number of dates, you're gonna, now that you have to force it, again, this is if you want a relationship, but like, it doesn't take that many people. It took me 32 dates and it really only took me 13. Like, I think it's, again, I'm forcing the shit out of all of this stuff. We're, we're giving the Bachelorette so much goddamn credit, but really it's just fun to talk about. And I do think there's something, there's a reason they've, they've ended up picking these numbers of humans. It's a lot, 30, but like, yeah. It, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's true that, like, given a big enough sample size or a small uh, – the right sample size, like, you can find somebody that you connect with and, like, are attracted to. And that's, like, the all it takes is uh, as a spark, like, to start something. Like, it might not be the right thing for you forever, but mm-hmm. th- with those two things, like, yeah, you're fucking off to the races, dude. Go. Go for it. Kind of like, as we say, go, go on a date. It's it. just like, <laughs> so cheesy, but it's really, it's really true. And it's like a reality that, or a truth that I didn't, I don't know why it took so long for me to understand. Completely. Personally. So guys, if you're watching The Bachelor this season, though, sorry, if you're watching The Bachelorette this season, let us know. Slide into our DMs. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know if you agree, disagree. Like, I feel like maybe should it be a thing that we start like a Bachelorette thread in our secret Facebook group the day after it airs just be like this is your bachelorette thread let's talk yeah what did um, you learn no yeah exactly just- what do, who do we like who are we rooting for uh and yeah speaking of that you can join our secret Facebook group if you go to Facebook and type in 51 first dates podcast and then a closed group will pop up you request to join someone will approve you and boom you're in what is definitely the best community on the internet. It Everyone's is, so nice and cool and everyone likes to chat and hang out online. It's a and it's really, really good really nice. size. We want it to keep growing, obviously, but I, I am in, you know, we're not like a podcast on the charts all the time. So it's just a really nice size where it just is a lot of supportive, nice feelings and nobody's being contrarian or assholes and can be pretty open. Yeah. Everybody's fucking cool. It's really nice and I love it there. And thank you for um, posting us in your Instagram stories. If you want to just screenshot your your what you're listening to right now if you're on your iPhone listening to this or your Android, if you could screenshot that and put in your Instagram story, very fun. We're going to start making sure that we repost them in our Instagram story, but it's so cute that people are doing that and I really appreciate it. It's really nice. It makes me happy all the time. It makes me smile at my um slightly uh, in my dark, dark edit cave that I'm going to be working in all summer. I'm in a four by four room with no windows, so it does bring me sunshine. Um, and should we do a worst first? There's one let's from Alabama. Do a worst first, there's an Alabama. Time. Oh my god, yes! Is the theme of this episode is Alabama? Okay, do you yeah. want to read it? I'm going to read it. 
Hey, Kimmy and Liza. I just started listening to your podcast and I've been binge listening to it for the past week. Whenever you talk about first dates, I always think of this horrible date I went on two years ago. I'm currently living in Alabama for school and two years ago when I first lived here, I decided to get very into the very, very small dating scene here. Most of the men are chicken farmers or work on oil rigs, but this guy was in a medical program, so I was like, okay, cool, this has promise. I was wary about going on a date, though, because he did have a selfie, and I associate selfies with craziness. Not all, but if a guy has one in his profile, it is a no for me. Honestly, fair. Selfies don't play well, P.S. I wrote an article about this once for Early Daily way back in the day, and they're, they're one that they don't work well on dating apps. Just, just, yeah. a, just a pointer. Um, we should do another episode about, like, dating app Selfies. profiles and things yeah. because that's fun not that we're experts but we know a couple things uh, my friend convinced me I should go and give the guy a chance so I end up saying yes to grabbing drinks we meet at a bar and I see a guy walking in that looks like he's balding and I was like oh god please don't let this be him it was him he was also wearing a fishing shirt and had a strong country accent nothing wrong with that it's just not my style he ordered a Bud Light at a really nice bar that we were at and the first thing we talked about were how women's uteruses bleed so much yes he actually talked about how we bleed a lot mind you he's in medical school and he had a test on it but still what the fuck so then the conversation how did that come i don't know oh my god first topic of conversation so then the conversation moved into me asking him about his school and how the cadaver labs were because I could never imagine doing that. <laughs> I would ask that. Like, totally. I mean, if he's talking about my bleeding uterus, I, I'm, I avoid. I You're going to be like, so dead bodies. My yeah. mom had to do that to be a physical therapist and I asked her about it because I was just so horrified by it and I could never get through it. Same. Um, just, I mean, it's, it's wild. Yeah. He then explained to me that he doesn't mind them, the cadavers. And also does not wear gloves while touching the dead bodies. I was horrified and he asked me if I knew how people get pink eye. And of course I know. And he said how he once got pink eye by sticking his hand up a cadaver's ass and pulling out the asshole so (gasps) other students could see the veins in the asshole. And then he rubbed his eyes and got pink eye in both eyes. (gasps) I didn't read this whole thing until now. Oh (laughs) my God. Sorry guys. There should be a trigger warning. Cadaver butthole pink eye is the most disgusting (laughs) thing I've ever fucking heard. I am not easily disgusted and I sorry oh no i mean this is fucking great thank you for writing in this is this is the shit we need to hear no pun intended oh my god it seems like he's trying to audition for the bachelor like here's my wild story like jesus like i'm the cadaver guy you know oh my god he said that pretty much word for word thinking i guess it would impress me or something but instead again i was actually horrified but for some reason i didn't leave He then told me how he had been arrested 13 times and used to deal drugs in college. At the end of the date, he asked if I wanted to come back to his place and watch a movie. And to be polite, I said I had to get up early. But there is honestly no freaking way. I would ever let that man touch me after hearing these stories. Oh, my God. I wouldn't even want to hug him goodbye or or shake his hand. I wouldn't want to touch his body. No, 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 I feel like he's, like, done some other things with those cadavers. I'm sorry. That was dark. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yeah, this has... By far, and will probably always be the worst date I have ever been on. Sincerely, A in Alabama. Well, thank you, A, for writing in this horrible story. <laughs> this might be our worst one ever. That's really bad. Because it's so, it's like worse to me than the guy who pooped his pants and the the throwing up ones and all that. <laughs> like, rather- I mean, this is like, it involves a butthole, but it, it involves a butthole of a dead person. Also, that poor... Dead person. I know. I'm, real fucked up. Like, I guess, ooh, it sounds like it was, like, for a reason that, like, for students, yeah. whatever, but. 
but still. Why, why doesn't he wear gloves when touching the dead bodies, though? I don't get that. And I, even – you know what? Even if you're you're just once in a while you'll touch their face or something without a glove, if you're touching an asshole, dead or alive, animal or human, any non-sexual contact yeah, with an asshole – Yeah, I was going to say, there's some sexual butthole No, it's touching, fine. But. I'm not like – I'm not like anti-butt stuff or whatever, but – I really hope no one's listening to this that I know. I'm, but I'm like, afraid of it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like my thing, but I'm like, whatever. But if you are medically, scientifically, or like, whatever, touching an asshole, I don't even like to, I don't even like to wipe my baby niece's asshole and she's six months old, eight months old, whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, babies, their, their butts are the cutest butts and then the, the biggest shits come out of them and it's, yeah, it's really rough. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, I'm just going to – should we just title this uh, episode Assholes? Assholes. <laughs> and it can cover Always Be Cam, it can cover Luke P, and it can cover – It can. <laughs> oh, my God. Bachelorette Assholes. We are being Bachelorette Assholes right now because we Completely. made you listen to the Bachelorette conversation and you didn't tune into a Bachelorette podcast. Oh, my We're God. We're sorry if you're new. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Maybe we'll do more if you're And not. if you've never watched it also, oh my god, this would be actually a fun, I would love to do this with our listeners. If you have never watched The Bachelorette, please watch one episode, just out of context. It doesn't have to be the first episode of the season. Just watch whatever episode comes up next. They put them on Hulu the next day if you have Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, and like watch one episode and write in your like completely virgin thoughts on the bachelorette and we'll read some of those on the pod if we get some good ones because i am just curious always like fresh eyes like one time jeff watched an ep- like walked in and i was watching the episode and he sat and watched the whole thing with me and he was like what the fuck like he was so whatever so if you never watched please watch and write into us if you are an avid watcher um i'm going to start We'll start threads the day after an episode airs. Um, I may forget. If I forget, like, you can tag us in the secret Facebook group. Um, If you want to listen along, join the secret Facebook group. Anything else? I mean, just, yeah, keep telling your friends, you know. We'd love to ramp things up this summer when we're back together. We've been talking about an event, but we, like, we're just, I don't know if we have the the, (laughs) The the listener power. (laughs) The listeners in New York. We have, I mean, we have, guys, we have a a lot of listeners and really, really amazing listeners. I just don't know if we have enough centralized in New York. But um, the thing that we are planning for this summer when we're in the same place that I'm really excited about is, like, a series of really cool guests. Like, we have a lot of really fun guests, a lot of repeat guests that you guys have loved and, like, requested to come back. And with our, now with our kind of lightly new format, like, a lot of guests that have been on in the past talking about, um, like, general topics are going to be coming on to talk about a first date they've been on recently. Like, we're having a lot of guests that are actively dating who are really fun, who are really silly. It's a mix of, like, our friends, internet people you may have, like, heard of. Uh, it Like, it it's it's going to be a really really fun um, run of episodes. Like I'm particularly psyched. So please join us. Please join us. Tell us if you want to hear from anyone in particular. Obviously, you know, like kind of medium sized <laughs> influence or like Instagram followings, not influencers. Jesus, we don't need to do that. But let us know, and then you can tag them too. Be like, at that person, you should be on Fifty One First Dates Pod. And totally, maybe. other people with podcasts who you like listening to. Like I feel like you know. We wanna we wanna know who you wanna hear from and who you wanna hear about their dates. So let us know. Yeah, so thank you for just joining that little business meeting we had about our business development. Business <laughs> time. 
And then, you know, thanks for joining and listening as always. Thanks for being such an amazing group of gems and crushing those dates. <laughs> yeah. And uh, go on a date. That's a weird. Go, go on, on a date. date.